Did the Mandalorian just reveal its secret villain? Welcome back to Nerdist News, I'm Kyle Anderson, and today we're delving into a theory about The Mandalorian's latest episode. Chapter 21, The Pirate, was full of aerial action, unexpected cameos, and shocking revelations. And we have a theory about who might really be behind the big reveal in the episode's final moments. We're going to break it all down for you in just a moment. As always, if you prefer to read about it, Mikey Walsh has you covered over on Nerdist.com. To talk about it in detail, though, we will need to spoil what happens, so if you haven't seen it yet, maybe go grab some lunch and come back later. Excuse me, Colonel. I'm going down to the commissary. Can I get you anything? Okay, let's get into it, shall we? By the episode's end, the hardline children of the Watch are ready to emerge from the cave allegory they called home, to admit that sometimes it's okay to take off your helmet, and most importantly, to reclaim their homeworld. With Bo-Katan tasked with recruiting exiled Mandos from around the galaxy far, far away, it seems like the future is looking brighter than ever for these wandering warriors. It sure would be a shame if someone were to, say, frame them for freeing an Imperial war criminal, right? Well, that's exactly what the final moments of the episode seem to imply. In the epilogue of the episode, the only effective officer in the New Republic, Captain Carson Teva, discovered a derelict Lambda shuttle that was transporting Moff Gideon to stand trial. The ship was empty, save for the remains of the New Republic flight crew, and some conspicuous chunks of Beskar alloy embedded in the wall. You know Beskar, the ultra-rare metal Mandalorian armor is made of. Beskar? Yeah, that Beskar. So who could be behind this deep space smash and grab? There are a few potential suspects. Occam's lightsaber dictates that maybe this Beskar alloy really does mean that a Mandalorian freed Moff Gideon. Are you saying that Moff Gideon was taken by... Mandalorians? That voice, by the way, is Luke Skywalker's body double from season two, Max Lloyd-Jones. Just a fun fact. Anyway, this begs the question of why a Mandalorian would want to work with the man who was responsible for turning their homeworld into blood-stained glass. If a Mando really did remando Moff Gideon into their custody, we can eliminate some obvious candidates. First of all, Sabine Wren. At the end of Star Wars Rebels, she and Ahsoka went off to hunt for their missing friend Ezra Bridger. This is a saga which could play out, and probably will, in the forthcoming Ahsoka series, and Moff Gideon might have some clues about their whereabouts. But she doesn't seem to me like the kind of person to, you know, murder New Republic soldiers in cold blood. Then again, we did see a live-action version of Zeb this episode at the New Republic Cantina, so anything is possible. But also, that is probably not possible. The members of the Watch Covert didn't even have ships to pull off their space raid, so they're out too. Boba Fett has a ship, but he's also far too busy ruling with respect and running Robert Fettuccini's Tatooine Syndicini. If a Mandalorian that Star Wars fans know did do this, it's likely one we haven't seen in live action yet. That could mean Sabine's mother, Ursa Wren. She helped unite multiple clans on Mandalore against Imperial rule under Bo-Katan's leadership on Star Wars Rebels, before the Great Purge. The same goes for Fen Rao, Mandalore's last surviving protector, who served the Empire before joining with the fellow warriors to oppose the Empire. Both Ursa and Fen certainly have a motive to get their Mitt Gideons on Moff Gideon. Given how convenient this discovery seems, there are more compelling reasons to think exactly zero Mandalorians participated in this extraction. Rather, the smoking gun, the Beskar alloy, is part of a setup designed to pit the New Republic against Mandalorians. Why would such a powerful, durable metal like Beskar steel be left behind in the wall of the ship? This isn't pure Beskar steel or an ingot of Beskar steel like we saw in the client's Camtono back in Season 1. Rather, it's a fragment of Beskar alloy. Even if Carson Teva was wrong about it being an alloy, how would it get embedded in the ship? As the armor previously stated in Bob Fett's book, Beskar is only used for armor and not weapons because Beskar can pierce Beskar. It's the reason she melted down Magistrate Elsbeth's Beskar steel spear into a chainmail shirt for Grogu. Well, look at you all fancy. 
The prospect of a New Republic prison guard breaking off some of a Mandalorian's armor during a surprise attack seems about as likely as the bigger Luke theory. Look that one up. It's very dumb. That Beskar either came from a weapon no Mandalorian would use or someone intentionally placed it there. In either case, this evidence seems to absolve any Mandalorian far more than it does implicate them. The fact that this is a setup is underscored by a very on-the-nose question. Are you saying that Moff Gideon was taken by... Mandalorians? This feels like a red herring meant to sow discord between the New Republic and the Mandalorian people so they ignore the Imperial Remnant. Because think about it. What is the supply chain of illegally obtained Beskar pillage from Mandalore? The client had a Camtono full of it back in Season 1. It seems like a lot of it funneled through the Empire and people like Moff Gideon, or those close to him. Clearly, this operation was undertaken by someone with vast resources, a mind for misdirection, and the tactical wherewithal to execute a complex rescue mission under the New Republic's noses. If this is a plot designed to frame Mandalorians and free Gideon, the likeliest suspect are allies of his who A, don't care about killing New Republic soldiers, B, have the ability to pull off a daring extraction, C, have easy access to Beskar, and D, don't want Mandalorians allying with the New Republic. There are two prime candidates that fit that criteria. The first is Elliot Kane, the allegedly reformed Imperial comms officer who used a trail of biscuits and other sweet treats to lure Dr. Pershing into a frontal lobotomy like the sci-fi version of Hansel and Gretel. Where do you think I got the biscuits? Pershing was a loose end with intimate knowledge of Palpatine's plans to recreate the prestige by cloning himself. Because the only thing worse than a space stadium full of spare Snoke parts would be if the New Republic could access cloning technology too. So she covered Moff Gideon in the Emperor's tracks. What? More importantly, what are the odds Carson Teva stumbled upon the wreckage of a shuttle full of incriminating evidence that the Mandalorians took the New Republic's most important prisoner immediately after Teva orchestrated Navarro's rescue by the Mandalorians? I like those odds. And who also had contacts on Navarro and would have known that's exactly what might happen. Elia Kane, whose convenient lunch order timing let her eavesdrop on Teva's plea to save the pirate-filled planet. Uh-oh. It's not good. Based on episode 3 and this one, Kane is clearly still working for Gideon, or at least toward his goals. Considering what we've seen her get away with right under the New Republic's nose, she's absolutely capable of engineering an incident to put the New Republic at odds with the newly militant Mandalorians. She easily could have had her Imperial allies plant the Beskar alloy during or long after the attack and left clues so that Teva would stumble upon it, thereby shaking his own faith in the Mandalorians too. As for the other possibility, it's one we've discussed before. Grand Admiral Thrawn, ever heard of him? The Blue Baddie is making his live-action debut in the upcoming Ahsoka series, but it seems like he could already be lurking in the shadows of the Mandalorian. It took a lot of Imperial firepower to bomb Bo-Katan's family castle back to the Stone Age, so who was commanding them? Perhaps a military mastermind believed to be lost in the deep reaches of space? Hmm? When we first saw Ahsoka in The Mandalorian Season 2, she was interrogating Imperial personnel about Thrawn's whereabouts. It implies that he already made it back from the void of deep space, Ezra Bridger and the Purgle took him during the Rebel series finale. Maybe those were Chekhov space whales that Grogu admired earlier in the season, and not just a fun visual. Considering how much Beskar the Empire stole during the Great Purge, Thrawn wouldn't even need to dip into his personal stash to frame the Mandos. Given Thrawn's status in the Empire, he would likely understand the value of extracting Moff Gideon from the New Republic's clutches, especially considering how integral Gideon was in Palpatine's meat puppet ploy. With his deep pockets, pockets, we could easily see him fomenting, fomenting, dissent between these two powerful factions. They'll be the architects of their own destruction. More importantly, this would be a great way to introduce the Cerulean Cretan before he takes center stage in Ahsoka. 
Much like we saw Darth Maul was the one behind the Crimson Dawn crime syndicate in Solo, we could see Thrawn appear either in hologram form or in the flesh in a post credit scene by the season's end. It would be a great way to tie the events of The Mandalorian more meaningfully into the Ahsoka series and continue to build toward the Star Wars crossover series that folks like Dave Filoni and Jon Favreau promised us is definitely coming. Except for Cara Dune, she died on her way back to her home planet. Anyway, folks, there you have it. Those are our best theories about who's really behind Moff Gideon's daring escape and why they might have done it. We'll be waiting with bated breath and we'll report on any further clues over on Nerdist.com. In the meantime, tell us, what do you think of this theory? Who do you think freed Moff Gideon and why? These events could all be connected. I think that's a bit of a leap. Really? Let us know in the comments below and for the latest and greatest in the world of pop culture. That's right, you're gonna wanna stay tuned to Nerdist.com.